This is Tiger Woods, and welcome to another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural first, another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone. Um, we're so excited about what we have here going. We have some amazing guests, but I definitely want to introduce Amelia Migliaccio to the podcast, bringing credibility and authenticity to the microphone, which I do not have. So Amelia, welcome. Thanks, Adam. I'm so excited to be here. We have a lot of great stuff planned, already have had some great things that yes, have happened have. today. Yeah. And it's just, we have some really special guests that it's gonna be fun to talk to later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some of the people that we have coming. We have a really special guest that we'll talk about in just a second as we introduce that person. But um, before we get to that, tell us a little bit about you and your background and how this came to be. Yeah, so I grew up playing golf as a kid. My mom played golf in college. She played at the University of Arizona, introduced me to the game, and I fell in love with it, wanted to turn professional. Played at Wake Forest. I still play there at Wake Forest. Um, we are ranked second in the country right now. We Ooh. were we were one at one point. Yes. Stanford kind of clipped us. So postseason, it will be yes. kind of a little battle between us, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we've had a lot of success there. In 2019, was our best year. We won the ACC championship. Mm -hmm. I won individually, and then we finished runner-up at the NCAA championship. I um, finished runner-up in the. 2021 Augusta National Women's Amateur, and I've played on two Curtis Cups. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So a lot of <laughs> very grateful for the opportunities that golf has brought me. And then also a whole broadcasting avenue. When I was a senior in college, I really wanted to take another path. I was really interested in broadcasting and just picking players' brains. I mean, yes. that's what we're kind of doing yes. today. Oh, yes. And that led to a relationship with Bridgestone. But before I talk about my Bridgestone story, Adam, what's your background with Bridgestone? So my background with Bridgestone is is somewhat of an odd story. I went to college. I was going to be a civil engineer. That's what I wanted to do. But then off in the distance at, at Florida State University was the golf course right there <laughs> through the parking lot, literally at the engineering school. So my college years got really sidetracked with a buddy who introduced me to um, work with him at a golf course, a good friend of mine, Pete Sands. And so it just took me down a fork in the road of, of, of going into golf. So I did the green grass side of things, you know, passed my PAT. That's about as accomplished as my golf career has ever been. I'd want a, want a, do, want a dog fight or two and maybe pass my PAT. But um, <laughs> so then I was going to be, you know, ultimately want to be a GM of a club, but um, moved up to Covington and I got really lucky I worked with a lot of Bridgestone people and an opportunity opened up in R&D. So I took kind of my golf knowledge and then engineering background and worked over there. And it seemed like the best case scenario. You know, I started working with tour players and working on the robot, building specifications and, and prototype balls was so fun and so amazing. And I still love that, but I've transitioned over to marketing to where, you know, kind of a little bit more creative avenue. and. It's been super fun because I like creating things and doing that. And I've still kind of held on desperately to that R&D side of me because I still want to work with the tour players and work with amateurs to build the best yeah. golf ball. So I still get to work with them, but then I get to work in marketing. It's, it's kind of the best case scenario and I, I love it. Yeah, it's crazy what this industry brings you. It kind of, it comes out of a place you wouldn't expect. Yeah, so for, for me, I, 
was introduced to Bridgestone at a Clemson Wake football game. Yes. The CEO of Bridgestone, Dan Murphy, he was sitting behind my friends and I at Death Valley Clemson Stadium. And we, sea of Orange, Yes, yeah, right? Sea of Orange. We were obviously bonding because <laughs> there weren't many people that were in black and gold. And it was cool. We kind of turned around when Wake scored. We did not win that game. I don't know if we've ever won a game in Death Valley, <laughs> but we got to talk. You talking. guys have had a good football team in the last couple Yeah, we years, have. Though. We have. It's been really fun. It's fun to kind of identify a little bit more as a football school. Than the smart guys. Yeah, even though I would say we identify more as a golf school, which is really <laughs> yeah, great for us. Yes. Um, but we got to talking, and Dan humbly said that he worked for Bridgestone. I yes, later yes. learned he is President the CEO. CEO. Yeah, President yeah, yeah. CEO. <laughs> and it's led to this. And now we're going to talk with probably yeah, the Florida. greatest player of all time, yeah. the most recognizable athlete. Yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited kind of to pop the lid off of our first guest for this show. We're going to come right out of the gate hot. We're going to bring in Tiger Woods. So I'm um, super excited with our conversation to have with him. So let's just jump right into that. Well, our first ever guest on another golf podcast presented by Bridgestone needs no introduction. So I'm not going to go through all the rigmarole of all the tournaments, all the majors. Um, but we have today Tiger Woods. Welcome to the show, Tiger. You got it. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, so awesome to have you. We've had a great day so far. We're down here in Florida doing our shoot, and we've got you doing little crazy things and some fun stuff. So let's get this started right out of the gate. I mean, we had a win very recently from one of our players. Fred Couples um, won the SAS Championship, and he shot an incredible 60. Heard you were kind of looking at that and taking a watch. Yeah, well, at, at the time, um, I was watching the whole thing, but also flipping back and forth between, I, I don't know if it was... Bama, Bama was playing somebody, okay? So Maybe Tennessee? Yeah, it might have been something like that. So I was going back and forth between that game, and then I, next thing I know, I saw Freddie kind of, he made a few birds on the front nine. And then the back nine, he made a run, and I'm like, oh. Then I texted JT. I said, hey, JT, dude, are you watching this? I said, yeah, the, you know, the game's tight. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Flip it over to, over to Golf Channel. Go, go look at Fred. I mean, Fred's, Fred's rolling. You know, he's got, right now, at the time when I texted him, he was six on the back nine. And he, he made six in a row, and then, you know, you stuff one at 18. Joey and I were going back and forth on text, and he says, where the hell was that 30 years ago? <laughs> you know, he made every putt, shot 60, broke his age by three years. Um, it, it was just an incredible day. I mean, he had Steve Flush's um, son on the bag. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just a, a special day and a special win for him. He had one in a few years, and we all know it's all been documented about how bad his back's been, you know, mm -hmm. his entire career. So just for him to experience that one more time at that age, you know, I've been lucky enough to have him as basically my, my dad on tour. You know, he took me under his wing. I played my first practice round at Augusta with him and Raymond because Raymond, really? Raymond was his caretaker on tour. Um, Freddie all of a sudden became, you know, my, my buddy on tour when I first came out, right. took me under his wing. You know, the 97 Ryder Cup was it. Um, and then there are... Every, like every year forward, I always played every practice round at, at Augusta with either O'Meara or Fred. And then it's been Fred pretty much, I think, the last like 15 years. Right. What were some of the things that he taught you when you were getting started on tour? Some of the things that he did when he did take you under his You way? know, it, it was more like just the, the tour lifestyle. Because when I, I came out, no one came out at, at 20 years old at that time. You right. know, and I was I was the, the lone wolf, the young, young kid. Um, got hazed on quite a bit, you know? <laughs> um, uh, you know Fred, Fred was just great in, in the practice rounds. You know, we'd go out to dinner all the time. Um, even if we were playing 
this uh, opposite wave. He said, come on, I just leave from the golf course. I'll meet you at so-and-so restaurant. And it was like, boom. And he and Joey were there, and they just, they, both of them took me under their, their wings. And um, it was fun to pick his brain about how the tour works. And, you know, how, he would say, you know, how I could possibly get a little bit better and what I need to work on. I said, well, Fred, of all things considered, work on something. You don't ever practice. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I would, the needle was going back and forth. I started right. to get a little more gall as I got a little bit older. Yeah. And, and then it, the needles start flying and the needles really start flying. And um, it's been, it's been incredible. I mean, I first met Freddie in 95. Yeah. We play together as partners in Australia um, against VJ and Ernie. We, we beat them in the President's Cup. Oh, Next wow. thing I know, he's my captain. I win, in, I win the winning point in three straight President's Cups. Next thing I know, he's my vice captain in Australia. Yeah. You know, and I'm also a player, but he's my vice captain. So we've gone the, the full circle, the full gamut together, mm -hmm. and it's been incredible. Yeah, that's so interesting. And one thing that you might have a little bit of a difference on is this yellow ball that Fred plays with that maybe you don't, but now that Fred shot a 60, does that yellow no, ball you know, I picture? always I always thought always that yellow balls were, were for hacks. Um, <laughs> and um, it, hey, my eyes are, are getting bad where I can't read. I need my reader, readers and cheaters, but I, I mean, I can still see out here. I don't need a yellow ball, but if, if it guarantees me a 60, I'm using it every day. Are you kidding me? I mean, that was, uh, we, we give him grief all the time about the yellow ball, and uh, he, he loves it. He loves it. Absolutely loves it because he can't see anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you should see his font on his phone. Yeah, it's like, what, it's like <laughs> one letter, one font. letter per screen. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. He asked him when we do prototype testing with him. It's like, can we get these in yellow so yeah, I can exactly. test them? He can't hardly look down at a white ball anymore. Yeah, I know. And but it's it, it's so awesome to to watch him still hit the golf ball. Um, oh my gosh, yes. the, the rhythm, the tempo, mm -hmm. the it's just so syrupy still. Yeah. You know even. I mean, I know his back's bad some, you know, sometimes, and he'll warm up with driver because he can't bend over and hit a wedge mm -hmm. yet. So he starts the opposite. Yeah. Starts off with drivers and then starts going down to a wedge as, mm -hmm. as his last club. And the last club he hits is a putt on a putting green because it's the most bent over. So right. he just can't bend over. So he starts off one-on-one with driver. And I'm like, dude, this, you watch these 150-yard <laughs> drives, and they're like in a pile. Yeah. You know, he's so good, yeah. uh, even to this day with his hands and his feel. Oh, yeah. um, it. And also another thing too, which you don't realize over the, the course of his career, unless you've you know been with him like I have a lot, the dude doesn't miss hit shots. Oh no. He's he, a purist. He 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 doesn't have the speed he used to, but the ball's out of the center of the face every time. Even to this day, he's sixty three years old. Um, certain guys are just gifted with hitting the ball out of the middle. You know, I was lucky enough to have been kind of a little bit around Trevino for a number of years right. when he was kind of on the way out, but I got to play a lot of rounds with him. I got to see him hit thousands of balls. And I mean, it's just solid. It just yeah, sounds different. Sound. And, and Fred is a picker of the golf ball, mm -hmm. which is unlike Trevino, who's, who's a digger of the golf ball. Yeah. Leans on and then just kind of sticks in the ground. But Fred picks it, but it's dead solid. And it's it's a deep sound, even though it's picked. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. You know, clicky. it's not the yeah, one yeah. groove low yeah, pick. One no, no, it's still flushed and yeah. picked. And I'm like, man, that is just so awesome to, just to watch. I would yeah. sit back and just watch him. And then, but then, as you know, being around Fred, if you ever get to be with him on a range, like I want to see you hit balls. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, and he, he sits. He turns hour, right, yeah. right. I mean, you guys know he turns around, <laughs> and talks to you the entire time. Like, dude. Stop talking to me. I want to see you hit shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's such um, 
when someone who's really in tune with their tempo and their mm-hmm. rhythm, it just really shows how you might not be able to hit it far, but you're just you you practice those those soft shots, those thousand percent, yeah, Dead all the time. Um, um, yeah. yeah, it yeah. kind of reminds me of uh, Rose Zhang actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. She she starts warming up with her driver, and she is one of the best people I know on her tempo shots. Yeah. And you know another thing too is that don't forget the you know I was a little part of this era too is that we grew up with baladas. And so you had 110 yards into the wind, you're hitting an eight iron. Yeah. Or you're hitting a little chip seven into the wind if those greens are soft. Mm-hmm. You know, guys don't know that shot anymore, or, yeah. or women <laughs> don't know that shot. It's not played anymore. Um, the ball just goes through the wind so much better, and it doesn't it it doesn't go crooked like it used to. Um, so that's why I thought when I came out on tour, you know, watching guys, even like Davis Love, and when I beat him in a playoff to win my first tournament, he was on a persimmon driver still. So it's hard to think yeah. about that. You know, I'm still in that era where guys were still using persimmon. Him, Bob Essis, and Justin Leonard were still using persimmon. And so just to hear that sound of persimmon and hit it flush, you know, Freddie was still kind of persimmon, kind of metal at the time. He'd yeah. kind of have both of them out testing. Uh, so I was around in that era where you, especially, you got exposed hitting persimmon and blotta balls. Right. Yeah, if you didn't yeah. flush it, which I never understood. We, Freddie and I have had this conversation. He said you hit it on the screws. If you looked at the screws on a persimmon driver, yeah. that's not in the middle of the face. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hitting the screws, that means you missed it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, right? If you look at it, it you should be right in the middle of the screws, yeah, between yeah. the screws. Yeah. Um, so, screws. exactly. So, no, but watching Fred hit those little soft, dead hand arm shots. Oh, my gosh. You know, you get a 110 yard shot, and he'll just bring out a little nine irons, a little, little, little kiss up there, and yeah. it's just like one hop stop. That's what was so cool about that when he won. He was hitting those shots. It was just fun to watch. He was just flushing everything. Driver was down the middle. And then, of course, making everything. He was making every putty rolled. Yeah. And that's why I said, Joey, he was like, where was that 30 years ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The putter was on fire. So, uh, Tiger, speaking of Fred's game, your game, how, how are you feeling? How is your game right now? How have you been able to kind of take this injury and mm-hmm. and work towards you know playing the upcoming yeah, yeah. events yeah i'm i hate dude just call me ranger rick all right <laughs> okay? ranger, rick. ranger rick i can hit on the range with anybody <laughs> um uh, i'm a great cart golfer i am not not a good at the walking part so um you know about you know i guess it's now what three and a half years um i get to ride the buggy like every all those guys out there uh you know that's one of the things i'm still struggling with is, is the walking part and now i got plantar fasciitis so it's it's a real pain in the butt um that takes a long time to heal and just countless stretching. I sleep in a boot um, to make sure it's on stretch all the time. Uh, a couple, of, I mean, I, I, when I was down at, at the Hero World Challenge, it's amazing how many players, especially caddy, virtually almost every caddy came up to me and said, I've had this bout one time or another. Because wow. obviously they're carrying a golf bag. Yeah. And it, sometimes it takes months. Some guys have had surgery, have had a cut, and you know, fixed their Achilles. And I'm like, man, I, I don't want to go down that road. You gotta be careful. And that's one of the reasons why I have you know my foot taped up and make sure that I get support in there. But then again, I got to do all the rehab and the therapies and the strengthening and the stretching and all the mundane stuff of uh, you know <laughs> towel work, marble work. You know, just, yeah. There's which people don't see that it's just like God Almighty. I feel like this is made for like a two-year-old. <laughs> but, yeah. But you got to do it, and and it's a progress. It's a progression, and um, I'm lucky enough to have. Now I've gotten to a point where now I now I can actually hit golf balls full speed, 
you know, I'm, I'm hitting it hard again, which is great, and I can hit any shot you, you want. Uh, I just got now the next progression is I need to be able to walk, and then I'll be able to compete against these kids again. Mm-hmm. So you got a you got a very busy December coming up here soon. You got the match, which is a couple days away. You know, there's 105 PGA Tour victories, 19 majors between you guys, a bunch of FedEx Cup titles. What's the strategy going into that event, you you and Rory? Uh, the strategy is easy. I got the number one player in the world on my team. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be the biggest cheerleader he's ever seen. <laughs> uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, JT and Jordan have been on my teams before in the past. Okay, Ryder Cup, Presidents Cups. I've, I've even captained them. Um, but I've never been ever partnered up with Rory. Right? Yeah. He's on the other side. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. And so, yeah. Rory and I have, especially this year. I mean, Rory and I have been close for a number of years. But especially this year, given the golf ecosystem, mm-hmm. we text or call or conference call, it was like almost every other day, if not every day, for months at a time. Right. And working through everything. And the amount of respect that I got for, I, th- I think the best way to describe Rory is that he's only 33 years old, but he's uh, he's an old soul. An old soul yeah. Yeah. You know, he's so, not only well-read, but just so articulate about life, and he gets it. He gets the big picture, and not not every younger person understands the big picture. Mm-hmm. So he gets the you know what we want to create, but also he gets he understands the past of the game, the history, and the, the players that came before us. I mean, he, he puts he puts me in that category. I said, dude, I'm not that old. Okay, <laughs> don't don't throw me in there. Okay, I'm still I'm still one of your competitors, uh, but. I've, I've just gained, I mean, the, just to be able to work with him like this on a, on a personal level each and every day, it's, it's been an absolute blast. And now he's my partner. Um, this year, it, this year has been a joke uh, because he averaged, I think, 184.9, I think, ball speed for the year. Oh, yeah. Wow. So this is the fastest he's ever been, yeah. and this is the oldest age he's ever been. He's getting better. He's getting better, but he's, he figured something out. He went to a shorter driver. Yeah. And he was able because he he's always gotten the club kind of stuck behind him and kind of swung out to the right a lot. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now he's able to get on top of it. Yeah. And that just increased his swing speed. And plus, he went down that down that rabbit hole of trying to get faster and faster and faster. Sure, sure. Yeah. He lost his game a little bit. Yeah. But the good news is, by going down that rabbit hole, he has more speed yeah, in the mm-hmm. system Tighten now. Back up, yeah. His nervous system is now firing. It's hard to describe that to people because. If you're the best way to describe it, if you're an Olympic weightlifter and you do like Olympic weightlifting, uh, snatches or cleans or anything like that, you burn your nervous system. You know, there's certain things that you would do. You know, you have long sets or you have these explosive one, two reps, right? Eventually, you go to another plateau, you go to another level, and your nervous system gets used to firing at that speed. And then you back off for a little bit, and then you have another breakthrough, and then another plateau, another breakthrough. And that's what he did with his golf swing. Right. And now, he just gets up there and cruises and chips it. Yeah, I'm just gonna a little chip cut, and it's at 183 mile an hour ball speed. I'm like, I mean, you're an ass, you know. And I mean, I can't even do that on my own. And he's just, ah, just chip it out there. I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. Yeah. A little 310 carry. Cut but, yeah. but 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 okay, that chip is now on my team. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay, yeah. so like I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's also interesting too how strength doesn't necessarily make you hit it further but if you have a if you change your technique or tweak something how or that size, can make your right? your size yeah. your swing all of a sudden becomes more efficient but you were saying about being Rory's cheerleader and I have to ask you 
Would you rather be the person hitting the shots or are you more nervous watching the shots? Well, give me the ball anytime. Right? All right, okay? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I was captain of, of the President's Cup, um, and I had, well, I was a player, so I had control oh, yeah, in my two, yeah. my, well, the three matches I went, I, I put myself, I put myself out there. <laughs> we love okay, that one. So, <laughs> so, look, hold on. The, the captain uh, put Tiger Woods out three times, okay? <laughs> so, uh, of the three matches, I had complete control. All the other matches, I'm sitting there dying. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. dying. Um, especially that since I played the course, and I was I was always first out with JT, and I was first out in singles. Since I know the golf course, like no, 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 this putt doesn't break. This putt doesn't break, <laughs> or this putt breaks more. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you don't. You, the wind puffs up a little bit more on this hole. I mean, you want to say that, but um, yeah, being a cheerleader is just it, it sucks um, because as a player, um, especially in an individual sport, you have a thousand percent control over what you're doing. You don't have any control over what the other players are doing, but you're a thousand percent over control over what you're doing. Um, but as a captain, um, you don't, and as a, or a head coach, you don't. You can put them in a play, you can put them on in the pairings, uh, you can put them out there, and then you got to give it up. Yeah. What about in a few weeks when you play in the PNC? How does that work? With how do you separate Tiger, the golfer, the helper, the coach, from Tiger, the dad and cheerleader when you're watching him hit some shots? No. Like I, I told, I told Charlie, you know, a long time ago. Said, I said, and this is a, a, a life lesson that my dad gave me, and it was, and I told him this a long time ago, and I reiterated with him every now and again. I said, son, you will never be my friend. Okay, I will always be friendly, but I will always be your dad. As a, as a dad, my responsibility is always to give you the advice and the impetus in the in the environment to learn and grow and prosper and as a sounding board and for you to learn and make the best decisions in life and especially when I'm not there anymore mm. okay so that's my job yes and you you don't ever call me your friend because I'm not I'm your dad yeah and you call me pops yeah. call me your dad um, he says other words um, <laughs> but that's fine with me too, but yeah. uh, but I just want him to understand that, and I think that's the responsibility as, as a parent. Uh, you can always be friendly, and I, my dad was always friendly to me, yeah. but he was my dad first. And when Charlie's my partner, and we're out there playing, I'm I'm his dad, so I'm protective of him. Right. I want obviously I want to see him do the best he possibly can. Right. But I want him to learn from everything, but also I want to protect him from like all of this, you know, the environment. Yeah. Uh, people yeah, yeah. are. Especially this now, this day and age. And when I grew up, there were no camera phones. There's no videos and stuff. And I, you know, I, you know, I tried to shoot people away and just let let him enjoy. Yeah, or yeah. don't put any pressure on him. Come on, just let him just play. He's let him kid. be a kid. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. When he first played in PNC, he was 11 years old. Just let him be an 11 year old kid. Yes. Okay. He's in sixth grade for yeah. God's sakes. You know. <laughs> yeah. And now he's in eighth grade. And but still, he's a kid. Okay. Let him go out there and be a kid. Enjoy it. You don't nitpick kids, you know, and, yeah. and don't compare him to me because he's not me. He's Charlie, mm -hmm. okay? And he's going to be his own person. And and I, whatever he, whatever road he goes down, he's going to go down his own road and he's going to create his own path. And that to me is so important as a father that I provide that environment um, and that support that he can go down whatever path he wants to. I just want him to be the best at it. Yeah, and that, it's such an important message for parents to understand because I feel there's so many parents that have an idea of what they want their kid to be and mm. then just live vicariously through them. 
Um, but it's interesting, you say that my mom told me the same thing, very mm. similarly. She said, my job is not to be your friend, my job is to be your parent. Exactly so she, she said the same, the same exact thing. Um, and yeah, yeah, I fight the same thing with Henry. I got an eight-year-old and we're playing Fortnite and he gets mad and I'm like, hey, I'm not your buddy, I'm your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't, don't call me a noob, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm your dad, yeah. so, you know, we deal with that. But well, just a couple, one or two more questions, kind of shifting it to the, the golf ball here. Um, you know, you've, you've worked with us over the years and, you know, the, the prototype testing is something we have fun oh, at. We always... I've tried 22. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. A lot of years. Okay. So the prototype testing is something we like to do. Kind of tell us about what you're looking for in the prototype testing and kind of what's the fun and, and if you enjoy that process. I, that, that's the most fun that I have is the, the golf ball. Um, club testing is one thing and it's, you know, it's whatever. It is, it is what it is. You, know, you got to do it. But the ball testing is it's something you use. That's what people don't realize. It's something you use on every shot. Okay? So what is the most important thing in your golf bag? It's the golf ball because it's something you use on absolutely every shot. Okay? So I think the golf ball, you have to look at that. And I've always, in my philosophy, you know, working with me, I start from the green back. Yep. Mm. And why do I do that? Because that's how I started the game. I started with putting, chipping, wedging, irons, fairway woods driver. And that's how my dad taught me how to play the game. And when I take time off, what do I do? I start off putting that day and then yep. chipping in the afternoon. And the next day it was short irons, then long irons, and eventually it's woods. And eventually I go play. But I still start from the green. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I like to hear a certain sound. That's right. Okay, so I don't like that clicky sound. It, it drives me nuts. Yep. And so we've worked on audible noise, and yep. um, I like a certain sound, and that audibly, I've been in the same range. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, all the way back from 2000 to now, it's in the same range, audibly. Yep. And the same thing with uh, the golf ball. I still want to be able to curve it. Right. Uh, I, I tend, I've always played the spinniest ball on tour. Mm -hmm. And uh, just because I grew up in that era, I told you, a lot of golf balls. And I've been able to take stuff off a golf ball. I, I'm not good at putting spin on a ball. Mm -hmm. I, I've never been good at it. Um, but I can take spin off of it really well. Like Fred, right. I can hit those little shots. Yeah. It's the putting big spins on the golf ball I'm not good at. So, right. um, yeah, so that's something. But now I'm kind of monkeying around. I hate to say it, but I'm monkeying around with the X-ball. Oh, sure. You yeah. know, because... Hey, I, I want a little more pop too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't quite hit it as far anymore. But the good news is it's the same cover, yeah. it's the same feel. Granted, it's a little bit different insides mm -hmm. to it. And the gut's a little bit different. Um, so yes, I'm hitting it further, but it feels the same. Right. Mm -hmm. And now, and for me, I started testing, and the first thing I did is monkey around with pots. Yeah. You know, is it because it's harder? Is it rolling out a little bit more? Right. And so that's the first thing I do with all my partners that I play with in, in my cups is I go right to the putting green and I putt with both balls. I only putt with, I putt with two balls, my, my ball first, then their ball, my ball, then their ball, my ball, and all week I, I do that because I because it comes off differently. Mm -hmm. And once I figure that out, and then I automatically know what it's probably is going to be up the chain. Right, yep. Um, but I start with, the, with hitting putts first. Now you feel like that X to XS is a situational thing or? Well, it, kind of it wasn't that way in the, in the past that was just my ball mm -hmm. but as I've you know been injured and I've not been able to make the same move or create the same speed that I used to right um, it's actually working out for me for right now but I'm just as I said I'm just testing this is the off season a little bit so I get to you know as I said I, I get 
to monkey around a little bit with mm-hmm. having the world number one as my partner. And yeah, yeah. I got the little um, chimey little 13 year old I'm going to be partnering up with. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and he's his swing speed's gone up. I mean, I'm talking way up uh, this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, Dad, I don't want to play a senior ball anymore. I got more swing speed. Yeah. I should be playing a different ball. I'm like, slow down, Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, I, you know, it's one of those things where, yes, I'm always looking. I'm always, te- you know me. I'm always yeah, testing things. I'm always yeah, tinkering and testing. But would I put it in play or not? Mm-hmm. And I don't put it in play unless it's better than what I have. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but I will tinker all the time. I will test all the time. Not a problem. But if it's not better than what I have, and it's not going in play. And that's been my way my entire career. What are those qualifications that will make a ball better than what you have right now? Well, one of the things that, one of the reasons why I first switched uh, to a a Bridgestone-made ball, that it went from a round ball to a solid construction ball. Mm -hmm. We we ended the round ball era. Yes, exactly. Um, And then all of a sudden, it was the consistency of the ball back then. But then it became, over the years, as, as I started working with Bridgestone, it was amazing to see the difference that they could make at the peak of, of a shot. Mm. Yes. Like, it could actually go through the window a little bit longer, a little yes. bit longer, and not get deflected by the yard or two here and there by crosswinds. Right. And I, I always love the test in wind. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what it's going to do. And I'll go to, you know me, I go, you yes. see me, I go to both ends of the range, I'll hit yep. both sides, mm-hmm. I'll go to hit slightly in, slightly down, I want to see what it does at the peak, at the apex. What, yeah. is, it, what is it doing? Is it, it's in my, you saw me, you know me, it has to be in my window first. Window, it's not in my window, yeah. it's out. Yep. <laughs> and then it was, what is it going to do through that window? How long right. is it going to be in that window? Is it going to deflect it or going to Is it going to go pop through. the parachute and Correct. fall out or kind of and keep fighting one, through? And, and as technology has gotten better, it's always been in one window, but it's going a little bit further. Yep. And so not too long ago, I mean, I'm probably about three, four weeks ago, I was at home. I brought up my 2000 driver from um, when I played well that year. And I got it out. It's 43 and a half inch steel. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I hit my three wood further than that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's playing a telephone pole. Yeah. But right now, I'm actually driving it longer than I did in my prime. And that's all due to technology. Yeah. Yeah. And well, so I'm like, awesome. I haven't changed the loft in, on my irons at all over mm-hmm. the years. It's all been the same loft. And I've hit my irons further now than I ever have. And it's just due to technology. Yeah. That's all it is. Wow. The ball has changed so much going from that spinny thing that we used to play when I grew up. Um, I remember going to the creek and or seeing lakes and seeing a brand new blotta ball in, yeah. in the water. I'm fishing that thing out of there. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, uh, I'll say that one for the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, to go through that and go see where it's at now and just the, what Bridgestone's able to do consistency-wise from ball to ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember playing when, and even Andy North used to tell me, I mean, and I, I still did it in junior golf, we had a ring. We had to, you know, oh, yeah. carry the ring and put the golf ball through the ring, yeah, see yeah. if it's still round or not. <laughs> uh, you took the golf balls out of the car because it would get hot and mushy. Yep. So, you know, you'd keep golf balls and on a cold day you would have you would keep golf balls or your caddy would keep golf balls in their pockets yeah get some yeah. some little warm so. golf balls so it would go further yeah um yeah the, the game has changed so much um we don't have to worry about that and now with bridgetown's te- consistent technology i mean we have to worry about that all every ball is the same mm-hmm. uh, i remember talking to like like lee and hearing hogan stories they would literally hit 
10,000 golf balls yeah. and find maybe like 100 or so, and that was this, what they would use for tournaments. They hit oh, one ball, that was a good one. Yeah. That was awful, that's out. And they would sort them out, and that's what they go use for tournaments. But they had to hit so many to find enough to go play a tournament. Ooh, it's so good not to have to deal with that no, now. Yeah, no, I, that, wouldn't I, that be crazy? Yeah, no, I, I love hearing the stories, yeah. though, about, oh, yeah, I played back when I played this ball, <laughs> and you guys have it so much better now. But this has been so insightful. Thank you so much, Tiger, yeah, for sitting you. down oh. with us and uh, being a part of our first uh, podcast on another golf podcast. You got it. Thanks, Amelia. Yeah. Well, that was pretty cool. I mean, what a great day talking with Tiger Woods, the best player of all time. He really gave us so much insight and things that I didn't know that much about. I mean, I knew about the relationship with uh, his relationship with Fred, but just how close they are and how Fred took him under his wing and really showed him the ropes when he was on the PGA Tour was just really cool to hear. I know it's so cool hearing about I mean the one thing I thought was very interesting too was how Tiger started off playing with him then Tiger played for him and then Tiger was a captain with him being a vice captain so they captained together so like he talked about yeah. running the full gambit of of you know all this team play and and seeing him from the beginning and and going to that it's just really cool hearing that from both of them as well. Yeah, and even just watching them interact at the shoot was just making me smile. Oh, Tiger yeah. had his arm <laughs> around Fred, and they were talking to each other, covering up their mic sometimes, making sure we didn't hear them. So it was just really cool to see these players who are stars in their natural state. And that's what I love about this podcast, because we talked to Tiger, and he was so dynamic, just very relaxed you know before the podcast he was like stretching his back <laughs> but just really cool for us and for listeners to listen to a normal conversation just with us talking to tiger and just learn so many th things about his relationships with other people and just how he goes about his tournaments and preparation and ball fitting and just all sorts of stuff yeah the, the insider stories are what we're trying to get out of the guys and you know, that it's so cool to hear him talk about like a lot of golf balls and how like he was right at the beginning of, of kind of that changeover and, you know, from 99 to 2000 and, and throwing out the wound golf ball and moving to a solid core ball. It's just it's just so amazing to hear that from his perspective and, and him to kind of speak to that. Yeah, definitely. And then going on to the match and the PNC, the tournaments oh, that he has yeah. coming up, I mean, he made the point that him and Rory have never played together on the same team because they obviously, you know, Rory is international, yes. Tigers <laughs> from the U.S. So, you know, they're they're playing against each other. Now they get to play together. And I think it's something that fans have always wanted to see and getting paired up against JT and Spieth. You can't get a much better foursome than that. I know. You just forget that they've never played as a team together it's they've been kind of their careers have lapped over for so long that you'd thought in some sort of exhibition or something that, that would have happened but it's really cool that that's we're going to get to see that in in just a few days and then the following week right into the PNC which is super exciting and you know you could see the big smile on his face when you start talking about the PNC and you know he starts talking about Charlie's swing speed that's getting real fast and he's starting to hit it down there and starting to get a little chippy with him and getting 
getting a little confident with his golf swing and it's really cool to hear that from him as well it's also good to hear him say how good his game feels yeah. you know you know I kind of got him to the side in between some ad shooting and he was talking about how really good he's hitting the ball and how fast his swing is he's talking about his upper body he's very pliable and he's working out a lot he looks he looks great he's in great shape and so the game's there. He talked about the ball striking and everything he needs to do. So it'll be exciting to see him hit some shots here in the next, you know, 10 to 12 days and um, just kind of see Tiger out on the golf course again. And it's such a privilege for me specifically, just not growing up, not being old enough to watch Tiger in his prime, to get to watch him now, whether it's the match or the PNC or the Masters. I mean, even if he's not playing week in and week out, just the opportunity. We obviously sat down with him today, which was, you know, such a such an honor for me. And and I know you, you Adam, you've you know known Tiger for a while now, but just to get to see him play I mean, there, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like watching Tiger in a red shirt on Sunday play play golf. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you you kind of dated yourself, right? Are you a, are you a two thousands born? Or are you still in the nineteen nineties? I am ninety nine, just Ooh, shy of two thousand. Okay. So <laughs> I thought maybe you were a two thousand um, dob. But yeah, I, I remember watching Tiger and getting out of high school, and he was just kind of hitting his stride and. So, I mean, even moving into the golf ball, it was so cool hearing him talk about the ball. As he noted in the in the interview, he's tinkering around with the X golf ball. And, yeah. you know, we've been talking with him, and he's been in close contact with R&D, and he talks with us about his happenings with the golf ball and what he needs. And his swing is um, evolving. And he talked about it's a little bit – he's putting a little bit more spin on the ball. In the past, he's – you know, the XS has been his ball, and – he did say that, you know, he kind of talked to us on the side and he fully expects to play the XS Steel, um, obviously <laughs> in conditions um, down the road from our manufacturing facility. There's a little golf course you're familiar with it, Amelia, that you've played and it's firm and it's fast and it's on the border of Georgia and South Carolina. And, you know, when he needs to work the ball and shape it and put a little bit more spin on it, he said that he fully expects to kind of jump back over to that XS. But it's so f cool to hear that he trust these golf balls that kind of jump around based on the situation that presents itself. Yeah, and it shows how important it is. I mean, you have the best player of all time talking about the importance of finding a ball that's made for you. Yep. And definitely, you need you need spin and control at Augusta National. I knew what course you were <laughs> uh, pertaining to. But I know for me, when I was tinkering with the Bridgestone balls and getting fit, wow, I could tell a difference between all the different balls you have. And right. when I tried the RXS, I knew immediately when I was putting, like Tiger said, he started with putting, then chipping, then irons, and I did the same thing. And I knew the RXS was for me. And that's what every individual has to find for themselves. So it's really informative to hear Tiger speak on it because if he's speaking on it, then that means the regular population needs to do that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got some fun guests coming up. Um, we're not going to kind of tease that too much, but we are going to be talking to a lot of different people on here. And I personally am so looking forward to it. Amelia, it's been awesome to kind of talk um, to Tiger so far, and I look forward to talking to a, a bunch of other players moving forward, and who knows, uh, beyond players who we'll talk to. Yeah, and to give a little hint to 
to the people <laughs> who are listening. They are former number ones. Some some of the folks Lots will be talking to Lots yep. of former number ones, which is a privilege that we have. Absolutely. And if you're still here, if you're still listening to us, if you're still hanging on, go get ball fit. Go to BridgestoneGolf.com. Top right corner, there's a ball fitting button. It'll take you through our online selection guide, and it'll make sure you're into the right golf ball for your game. So Tiger talked about the importance of the ball. It's the most important thing he thinks in the bag. I totally agree with the guy. So um, give it a whirl and make sure you're playing the right ball that fits your game. Until next time, thank you for listening to us on another golf podcast. Another Golf Podcast is presented by Bridgestone's new line of Tour B golf balls with a Reactive IQ cover. Reactive IQ is a smart cover technology that reacts to the force of impact. It rebounds quickly on tee shots, delivering explosive velocity and increased distance. And around the green, the Reactive IQ cover stays on the face longer, providing more spin and control. Bridgestone Golf is the pioneer and industry leader in ball fitting, and the four new models of Tour B are designed to ensure every golfer is playing the right ball for their game. The Tour BX and XS models are ideal for players with driver swing speeds over 105 miles per hour, and the RX and RXS were created for golfers with driver swing speeds under 105 miles per hour. To find the right ball for your game, go to BridgestoneGolf.com and click Find My Ball to go through the online ball selector guide. Bridgestone Golf, the number one ball fitter in golf. <laughs>